Hey everybody, welcome home. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons and you are watching Legacy TV. We're glad you joined us today. Let's pray together. We're gonna get right into the word of God. Father, we love you today. We love your word. We're so thankful to have your word. We're so thankful to have Jesus, the word made flesh. As we come before your word today, Father, we're asking for eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts that understand. We want eyes that see Jesus. We want eyes that see him more clearly than anything or anyone else. We want ears that hear his voice, the voice of our good shepherd who calls us by our own name and leads us out. And we want a heart, Father, that understands more today about who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in us. We thank you for this in advance and we give you praise for every good thing you're doing in our lives and everything you're doing in the lives of everybody who's watching this today and who will receive your word as truth, who will believe it and act on it and live it out. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for watching today. We're excited to get into the Word with you. Um, we're going to continue on in a series of messages that we began several weeks ago. If you've missed anything leading up to this, you can uh, download, you can watch it for free. Just uh, download our app, the Legacy Studios app. Uh, all of the back uh, broadcasts of Legacy Television, you can get caught up there. Uh, you can also read issues of the Legacy Letter. Uh, more important than any of that, though, we invite you to connect with us right there on that app. There's a way you can get in touch with us. Let us know what God is doing in your life. Email us. We, we love responding and replying to anyone who contacts us. If God's doing something good for you, we want to shout with you. We want to rejoice with every good thing that God's doing in your yes. life. And several weeks ago, we began a series of messages that we're calling financial affairs. And what we're looking at really is measuring our lives and how we measure our lives and what we use to measure our lives. And Jesus really addressed this in the book of Luke chapter 12. Let's go there again together today. And in verse 13, uh, let, let's just read all of this once more. It says, then one from the crowd, this crowd that had gathered to Jesus, one from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to a man who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you, he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Sarah, why would we have to beware of covetousness? Because it's, it's sneaky. sneaky. It's sneaky. It's no fair. She's heard me say this before. <laughs> but it is. It's sneaky. And, it, and you have to be aware, Jesus is saying. You've got to be on your guard against it. And really what I hear him saying in this is pay attention and don't live like it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We talked about that sign that you see sometimes out in front of a house, beware of dog. Mm -hmm. What that means is you need to know that there is a dog somewhere around here that you need to be aware of, not just his presence, but also its ability to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying the same thing about covetousness. You can't just pretend like it doesn't exist. It is the nature of every flesh. It's the nature of every unborn again person. And really, it's even something that born again people have got to be aware of and got to be, we've got to be on guard against it. Not only be aware of its presence, but be aware of its ability to hurt you yeah. and to hurt people around you. And you can see that that's exactly what's happening to this guy and to his brother. Jesus, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Evidently, they're not speaking anymore. It's so clear to me, I even wrote this right here in my Bible, strife in his family. Mm -hmm. So here is money, money problems, money issues, doing the exact same thing in this day and age that it's doing in ours today, trying to divide people, trying to mm -hmm. separate and divide. And that's what financial pressure does. Make no mistake about this. God wants you blessed. 
God wants you increased. He takes pleasure, the Bible says, in the prosperity of his servant. And I've mentioned this to you before, but Sarah and I both get so excited just at the thought of huge sums of money coming into the hands of God's people, people who love God and know what he wants done with it. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason that many of us are not increasing the way God wants us to, the way God is able to increase us. Even in the lives of people who are like, yeah, I believe that. I want that. Where's it at, God? Well, you've got to go back and find out how to increase God's way. And so here's a money issue. And Jesus is saying, you need to beware of covetousness. You need to take heed and look out, watch out for covetousness because your life doesn't consist, he said, in the abundance of the things you possess. Then he spoke this parable to him to try to fix this whole way of thinking. He said, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? And I get excited every time I read that verse, babe, because I think that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. That is the place we are moving towards. Amen. Every single one of us, every believer, you, you are right now in your life somewhere on the road between abased and abounding. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul said. Whatever state I'm in, I've learned how to be abased. I've learned how to abase, or I've learned how to abound. In whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. And every one of us right now, we are on the road between those two states. You're on a road trip, if you will, between the state of abased, which is not having enough or having just enough. Then you're headed towards the state of abounding, and that's where God's called you to live. That's where God's called us to live mm-hmm. in our lives, in our marriage, our family, most certainly in our ministry. This is where we're headed right Mm -hmm. here, that state of abounding, that state of too much, Mm -hmm. the state of excess. And the problem is not excess. The problem is not knowing what to do with it. And this guy's asking the right question, what do I do? And we're heading to that place by faith in God. We're heading to that place in our lives where we have excess. We have too much. And Mm -hmm. we've experienced that in in one level or another, at one time or another. And we say, Lord, what do you want us to do? And, and the problem this guy had was he was asking himself, what do I do with all my stuff? We fix that by saying, Lord, what do you want done yeah. with it? And part of, That's good. part of increasing God's way is recognizing that there's an assignment on every dollar that comes into your life. There's an assignment on your money. And we're going to see this in other scripture, maybe even later in today's broadcast. But can he trust you? to do with the money what he's assigned it to do. Yeah. See, increase, financial increase. If you're going to increase God's way and you're going to let him prosper you, there's a bunch of other ways to prosper yourself. But the scripture is very clear about it. It says it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. So there's a bunch of ways to get rich. But if you're going to get rich any other way besides trusting God, then you can be sure that sorrow at some point will be added to it. Mm-hmm. That word sorrow also means toil. So you need to be watchful over whose story you let inspire you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? I mean, so many people have rags to riches stories. Just because they got a lot of stuff does not necessarily mean that you need to be inspired by their life or by their story. Mm-hmm. The life that should be inspiring to you is the man or the woman of God who had nothing but sowed a seed, trusted yes. God, did with it what he told him to do, and now he has increased them in their ministering mm-hmm. and bringing up other people around him. That's the story that should inspire us. Mm-hmm. 
Can you be trusted with the money that God wants to bring into your life? Can you trust him for it? Can he trust you with it? So this man asked this question, what do I do since I I don't have room to store all my stuff? And he said uh, in verse 18, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull down my barns. I'll build greater. And there I will store all my crops and all my goods. Isn't that it's pathetic, really. It's, it's just selfish. It's selfish that the only, the greatest thing he could come up with, mm-hmm. the greatest vision he could dream up is to store it. <laughs> what are you going to do with all this money? Here's what I'm going to do. Build storage units. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. I'm going to build I'm going to build barns that can store all this. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he a fool who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. We've been looking at the New Living Translation Mm -hmm. that said, you're a fool. You're a fool if you hoard up earthly treasure without having a rich relationship Mm -hmm. towards God. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is teaching us in this parable two things. Number one, life is measurable. You need to know that. But you also need to know you can't measure life with money. Life can't be measured in dollars. Life can't be measured in square footage. Here, we're sitting in a beautiful home. The Lord has graced us with this home. But you know what? As wonderful as it is, I'm thankful for it. But it's not the measure of our life. Mm -mm. It's not the measure of our ministry. It's not the measure of our marriage. We can't ever allow it to be. Okay, Jesus, so what do we use? How do we measure our lives? And he says, you do it like this, by the richness of your relationship with God. So that's what this really has all been about as we're studying these things and we're calling it financial affairs. And I know that's that's kind of a heavy, heavy way of looking at it. But when you realize that the love of money is the root of all evil, we'll see this maybe today, maybe in next week's broadcast. But he says there in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the love Mm -hmm. of money is the root of all evil for which some have strayed. They've strayed from faith. The love of money, the reason it's the root of all evil, we're, we're really quick to quote that. We're really quick to say that. But the reason it's the root of evil is because you, to love money, you have to stray from your faith in God. Yeah, it's also heart condition yeah and everything with God establishes with the yeah. heart so which you have given a portion of yourself yeah to, some, to love something else yeah I mean, that's and, and he's telling us here that that life can only be measured in the richness of your relationship with him I think about our relationship I think about it all the way back at the beginning and we don't have time to tell the whole story here but I mean God did a miracle with us and getting us together and how I knew you were going to be my wife before we even met. and You knew that I was going to be your husband even before I knew that. And it was really a miraculous thing. And, the, and God did so much to, to knit our souls together. Uh, and it happened in a hurry. I mean, it was six months from the time we met to the time we were married. And looking back on it, you know, we realized we didn't even live in the same state until we came home from our honeymoon. And all that time we were dating Uh, three months dating, three months engaged. Uh, All that time, almost all of it was spent just talking on the phone. And we would see each other for a few days here and there. But so much of our engagement, the the early days of our relationship were just spent talking, talking, 
talking, talking. And I know at the time, I wanted so badly just to like be right with you, right where you were, and talking on the phone was so hard, but I look back on it now, and I'm actually very thankful for it because, because there was a closeness that became, uh, there was a closeness that you and I developed with each other mm-hmm. that didn't have anything to do with physical touch. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with physical proximity. All it had to do with was our words. Mm-hmm. All we had were our words. Mm-hmm. And our hearts got so connected in that time, the time we just spent hours and hours and hours on the phone. And, and I remember you always had to get up and go to work the next morning. And, and uh, it's like we would talk till 6 a.m. And I don't even know how you did your job. but uh, I was so tired. <laughs> but it was worth it, right? Tell me it, it was, was worth so it. worth it. There you go. That's what I wanted to hear. But that closeness that was developed and, and the richness of our relationship. And it's like, how can you have a rich relationship just in a matter of a few weeks, few months? Well, I don't know. When the Lord puts you together, when well, the Lord... A, it's a soul tie. Yeah. and That He tied. That He tied. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny, this whole scripture, this whole passage about the rich man, the fool, he, his soul was tied to food, yeah. was tied to drink, all these artificial material yeah. things his soul was tied to. And he thought it would make him happy, yeah. but it couldn't make him happy. There was only one thing that could make him happy, and that was a rich relationship with God. And the interesting thing that God said to him, that Jesus said God said in this parable was, you're a fool. Tonight your soul will be required of you. Mm. Then whose will those things be? The, the thing that made this man a fool was he was in conversation with no one else. With himself, yeah. He said, he thought within himself. <laughs> he said to his own soul. Yeah. That there's, there's no reaching out here. Mm-mm. There's no using this for anybody else's good. Mm-mm. The greatest thing he could come up with is to store it for himself. Isn't that why giving, the act in itself is such a selfless act. Yeah. I'm going to give you something that I have enjoyed that, has, you know, that just when God deals with you to give to someone. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful thing, and it's a satisfying. It is. It's satisfying to the soul. Yeah. What does the proverb say about the generous soul? Yeah, the generous soul will be made rich. Yeah, there's the selfish soul, yeah. which this rich man yeah. is experiencing the fool, and then there's the generous soul, and yeah. he sees the generous soul will always see the blessing of the Lord. And what does it mean to be generous? It means that whatever God has given me, I am free to give it to you. Sure. I am freed up. Freely you have given, Yeah. you know, freely. Mm-hmm. Freely you receive, freely give. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's done for us. I mean, that's what grace is. It was a free gift. I just find it really interesting in this, though, that the guy that came to Jesus thinks he has a money problem. Mm -hmm. And Jesus tells a parable about a guy who appears to have a money problem. Mm -hmm. But all of it is fixed, not with more money, not with a Mm -hmm. money answer, but with a relationship answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying... To, to the guy that came to him and to us and to everybody that was out there that day, he's saying, you need to beware of covetousness without even realizing it. This guy who's come to Jesus has let this financial problem between him and his brother. Maybe these two guys grew up together. Maybe these two guys were the best of friends. Maybe these two guys ran through the woods and got into trouble together. And, and maybe they were close and maybe they had all this life experience and they had they went camping together and they... They, all the stuff that made them 
the best of friends and there was a bond between them. And I don't even know if he he even realized it, but now they're fighting over what? Mm. Money? Mm -hmm. And it seems so important in the moment, but Jesus is saying, it's not. Life is better measured with your relationships. First, the relationship with God, and then both of them, both of these guys. Mm-hmm. The one who came to him has got a relationship problem in his family, and the one in the parable, God said to him, you don't have anybody to give it to. Mm. Whose things are these going to be? You're going to die with it. And it's not going to be yours. It's not going to be anybody else's. So both of them suffering in a relationship with God, and that is manifesting in relationships with people suffering. Mm. Uh, Look at this in Luke chapter 16. We're talking about a rich relationship with God. If he's ever gonna be able to trust us with true riches, then it's gonna have to come out of our relationship with him. He needs to know that we're not going to live in an adulterous relationship with money. Luke chapter 16, another parable Jesus is speaking here. We won't get into the whole thing. It's about the unjust steward. But Jesus says something In verse 10 that you're very familiar with, he says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, this whole parable was about money. If you're not faithful with money, who will commit to your trust true riches? So Jesus is talking again about money and he's talking about being trusted with it. And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Jesus had a lot to say about money, but I think it's interesting the words he uses to talk about who you're going to serve. Mm-hmm. We think about servants and servants and masters, and you don't often think about a, a, any kind of emotional relationship between the two. But Jesus said, you're either going to love the one or hate the other. You can't love both. This is a love relationship mm-hmm. he's talking about. You're either going to love God or love money. But it can't be both. Just like in our marriage, I cannot love you, be faithful to you, serve you as your husband with another woman between Mm us. God forbid that. There could never be that. You and I will never have a rich relationship with someone or something between us. And Jesus is saying the same thing. How can God trust you? How can he trust you with true riches if you can't be faithful with little things like money? Mm -hmm. Now listen to what happened in verse 14. The Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard these things and they derided him. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your what? Your heart. He knows your heart. All of this is a heart issue. Yeah, it's not a money issue. No, it's really not. It's a love issue. It's a love issue. Or a heart heart issue. issue. I just don't think that God's as mindful of of the money as we are of the money. And he's more interested in having our heart and know in having, you know, the Bible even says that he's a jealous God. He is. And to have our heart, for, to have us uh, put him first place and yeah. make him that top priority, we can have anything. Yeah. As long as we keep it in the proper That's right. priorities. That the Lord spoke to Brother Hagen decades ago and said, he said to him, I'm not opposed to my people being rich. 
I'm opposed to my people being covetous. So good. I'm not opposed. God is not opposed to you being rich, but he is opposed to you being covetous. Yeah. He is opposed to you and I money. living in an adulterous relationship mm-hmm. with money. You're gonna, before God can ever increase you, you're going to have to make sure you are in a right relationship with him and a right relationship with money, which means you can't love him and love mm-hmm. it. We'll talk more about this in the broadcast to come, but I want to finish it with what Jesus said next. He said, what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. For your relationship in mind with God to ever be close, I'll use this one again as an example. For Sarah and I to be close, for us to have a rich relationship, I have to put value on the things that you find valuable. Mm -hmm. And you have to find value in the things that I find valuable. There's no way that you and I are gonna have a rich relationship if what you're passionate about, I despise. Mm -hmm. There's no way you and I are gonna be close if I'm excited about something that you cannot stand. Mm-hmm. For us to be close, for our relationship to thrive, we've got to be in agreement in what you find valuable, I find valuable. Mm-hmm. The call of God is precious to you, mm-hmm. the call of God is precious yeah. to me. The same thing applies in our relationship with the Lord. For you to be close with Him, for you to have a rich relationship with Him, you're gonna to have to take your eyes off of what everybody else says is most important. And if there is anything this world tells you is important above anything else, it's money. It's the stuff. You got to get it. You got to have it. Mm-hmm. Crave it. No. And you're going to have to learn to see it the way God does. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to say to him, Father, if you want to add that to me, I receive it. But nothing is more valuable to me yes. than you. And whatever is big to you is big to me. Yeah. Whatever is little to you is little to me. That right there, taking that step will increase your closeness in your relationship with God. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.